Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, man, Commander fans? What's going on? Anthony Armstrong here, my man Brian Murphy on the other side. Believe in Commanders is back, episode 148. Uh, of this wonderful show uh, I told you I had to go back and count them all one by one and uh, we're almost to 150 that's uh, awesome gonna, they'll hit you know kind of here right towards the end of the year and it, it, it's cool it's kind of cool to think about that um, and to think about that milestone but Brian Murphy what's going on man how are you doing sir yeah I'm good I'm good I, I think we know what what most commanders fans are thinking about with one week left in the season so even though the season hasn't quite turned out the way we wanted it to 2024 is a big year for this team and um big year, year for everybody happy new year only third day of the year recording this on uh, on Wednesday so uh hopefully a good start to 2024 for everybody and uh, excited to, to chat it up with you you know it's been good so far I mean few days in uh getting closer and closer to uh just more additions to the household and and a lot of changes going on with the with our favorite team with the team that y'all are all here for the commanders um there's a 68% chance that this team could end up having the top two pick number two pick frankly yeah i mean you're sitting there with the your choice your choice. I mean, the buffet just came out. You got crab legs over there. You got steak over there. You got anything you want. My goodness. What are you going to choose? What are you going to choose, B. Murph? What do you think? Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll definitely dive into it a little bit more. And I put a I put a poll up there on the Believe Commander's uh, Twitter page, and it seemed like a lot of people – a lot of people were thinking that Caleb Williams, one way or another, whether it's the Bears or a trade or something, is going to be gone. So a lot of people think Caleb Williams will be gone. Um, I'm having a hard time not taking the best quarterback available, honestly. Whether that be Caleb Williams, if he's still there, whether that be Drake May, uh, whether, I don't know, kind of like last year with Anthony Richardson rising up boards, if that's a Jaden Daniels or a, a Michael Penix, whoever the new guys in charge, whoever they think is their, their best quarterback available, I'm having a hard time uh, not pulling the trigger there. Just based off of everything we know, uh, I like Sam Howell, but I think this last month has been really tough to watch. I think some teams have started to figure him out. Um, I wouldn't look. I, I wouldn't be upset if they they go with Sam Howell. I just think that one of those guys could be a game changer for you in a new era. It kind of makes a lot of sense. I can tell you this much: if it's not if it's not Caleb Williams, I don't want to go out there and try to do any experimentations or anything like sure. that i will tell you that much i mean um, like if i look right now i went over here to betonline.ag shout out to them they are our sponsor of the show they always hold us down betonline.ag use our code believe uh that's b-l-e-a-v yeah you can you can put odds on who you think is going to be the first overall pick caleb may uh caleb may lordy i combined mixed them up yeah, i like it i like it give me the best of both worlds and, and drake williams now caleb williams is a, <laughs> is odds on favorite at minus 425 drake may is second favorite at plus 300 that puts marvin harrison jr at plus 1000 to be first overall and then obviously you have a few other players there as well um to me, you know, there's been some inclination and, and thoughts that maybe maybe Ryan Bowles stays there and he takes uh, takes Marvin Harrison Jr. But if if you're sitting at two and let's say Caleb Williams is available at two and let's say you don't, because I think I mean, maybe a small trade could do something, but man, I, I can understand how that's a very difficult situation to say. Do you want to take the 
the star player, the, the franchise quarterback with star power, or do you want to take yeah, a, a, an offensive lineman that may, may be able to hold things down for years and years to come? Look, I mean, that's a tough spot to be in. It it's is a tough, tough spot to be in. It definitely is, but the good thing – I'll say is I feel like that's a, a win-win. I don't think you can go wrong there. Uh, I mean, you you got a quarterback that you think is a legit uh, guy that could be your guy for 10-plus years who has ties to the area in, in the DMV area, or you get arguably outside of the quarterback the most important position that you can have on the football field and, and, and a spot that this team has sorely missed for the better part of the last five years in Trent I mean, Williams. They got, they got 60 sacks. There's been 60 sacks. Yeah. That, I that mean, was just all on Sam. Jacoby hadn't been sacked. Right? That's why, like, I, I see I see all this, I see all this, like, banter, and I'm like, you're, you're everybody's right. Everybody's right. It's just going to be up to whoever is going to be in charge yeah. what they prefer. And that, that it's hard to have these shows and make these predictions when we have no idea what the philosophy is of the guys that'll be coming in the building. Potentially, you know, uh, that opening will be available this time next week. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those things that, um, there's multiple ways to get to one destination. You just got to yeah. pick which way you got to go. One of those, I, I used to love those books growing up where you you would choose your story, right? And you'd get to a point and they're like, do you want to go down the dark path? Turn to page 53. Or do you want to, you know, go around the outside? Turn to page 72. I love those books. And this is really the scenario that you have. Yeah. So, you know, to, to me, and if you get real deep into it, this you have to start to con consider you know, if Eric Bieniemy is your guy, let's say you like Eric Bieniemy to stay here. Um, you've seen how he's his offense has looked with a veteran at quarterback, and how it's looked with a rookie at quarterback. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm not sure you can say, do you want to go rookie quarterback again if you're going to keep Eric Bieniemy? Then maybe they don't want to do that, right? But if you do want to keep Eb, I think it 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 behooves you to try to keep some of the people that you already have at the quarterback position and let that. Let that pot stew a little bit. Let that let that become better than what it has been. Um, if you go and pivot now, now you can try to address the the exact need that you know you're missing. Jacoby didn't have any sacks. Yeah. Right. Sam Cosby, one of the highest rated offensive linemen. Now you can say, hey, we can confidently take a left tackle, take one of them young fellas, them rookies, and let them hold it down, and just think that whoever's at quarterback. I'd even say let Jacoby Brissett have a, a have the spot. Pay him a little bit more, boost him his yeah. pay a little bit, give him the job. Let Sam continue to watch. Now you're yeah. not now you're not forced to go another way. Yeah, I mean to choose your own adventure. There's so many different ways you can go, and that's not even one that I have really considered. I mean, it's one we've talked about, but yeah, I'm assuming everybody's gone. But there's a chance that there could be guys left, like you said, Eric Bieniemy. If yeah. they bring in a young defensive-minded head coach like a Mike McDonald from the Ravens, mm. maybe he's like, "Hey, let me turn it over to Eric Bieniemy. Let me keep this almost this head coach of the offense," oh. and then that that changes everything. So there are oh. so many scenarios depending on uh, how this these next few weeks unfold. I have a scenario for you. I have a scenario for you. I don't want to break it out right now. We'll save it for a little bit later because we're going to make it a question for y'all folks out there in the social spaces. And and, and look out Instagram. We're we we coming back. That's right. right. We're coming back. We're revitalized. We got the, the group back together. We're going to bump, bump up that IG content for y'all. Um, but but when, when you look at this number two pick, I mean, like I say, 68% chance it landed at number two pick. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll say this. 
you know, you, you like what Caleb Williams does on the field. And there are a few things, that, at least that comes out in the public, where you see the the list of teams that he would ideally want to play for, and he doesn't have to leave college. And do those things come into play for you to consider? You know, like would you make that selection? I know that it does for people that are up there in the front office and, and making scouting decisions. I know yeah. that it does. Uh, I, so I actually haven't heard a whole lot of that. The, the main thing I've heard is the connection to the DMV. And I've heard that before. And sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. Do you want to go back to where uh, you know people who kind of come out of the woodworks when you're, you're in the area? And that could be a negative thing, not necessarily a good thing. But um, I, I just have a hard time overlooking the talent. And I know maybe that yeah. can come back to bite you. And I know that probably has for teams in the past. But I just see what he's done in two different places. Um, yeah. you know, I think Lincoln Riley is a offensive guru or he gets labeled that way, but I think that he probably didn't even tap the full potential of Caleb Williams. And so yeah. I, I, I'm excited to see what this guy can do. I don't know if the comparisons to Patrick Mahomes or, or any of those are, are accurate. I don't, well, I wouldn't put that on anybody, but yeah. I just have a hard time overlooking the talent. And uh, you look at the record of USC seven and five or whatever it is. And then I go back to Lincoln Riley. I mean, that guy came from the Big 12 where you, you, you're, I don't think you're allowed to play defense in the Big 12. So he's <laughs> never had a good defense. So the fact that he went 7-5 and five is not all Caleb Williams' fault. I mean, yeah. I just saw some of the ridiculous plays that he made to where I'm going to have a hard time. You know, maybe there are some quote-unquote personality things, but a lot of times, to me, those get ironed out when you're balling on the field. Oh, it really does. I mean, if you're winning, it cures all. You do whatever you want to do as long as you're putting up W's and, and performing. So, uh, I mean, very talented player. And there's just a lot that goes with it. Sure, um, yeah. And not, not not to him personally. I'm just saying, like, as a, a rookie quarterback, then you have to transition into the league and so on and so forth. That's that's what I'm getting at. Not saying there's anything wrong with the guy. I, I think he's talented. And being from the DMV, that that adds a little something to it. I think that that means something, probably means something to him. Um, yeah. It probably means something to the city um, to have another shot at that, you know, uh, given the, the past couple of, of uh, selections uh, that have made their way to the DMV that have been from uh, the DMV. But, but, I mean, I can say this. Even though I play receiver, it is so difficult to really look at not addressing a, the, a glaring need with the offensive line. I mean, you, sure. you, it's like I said, 60 sacks. Like, how do you not address that in the draft when you have the chance to get somebody who you think could be a Chris Samuel, could be a Trent Williams, and could hold it down for, for many years to come? Yeah. The – I kind of think about it like in an NBA way, like recently NBA, the NBA has kind of gone what positionless. And, you know, a while back it was like, you know, don't take a shooting guard because you, you already have Kobe or, you know, don't take a point guard because you already got Allen Iverson. To me, this kind of falls in. If you have a guy that can change the game, whether it be a quarterback, whether it be a wide receiver in Marvin Harrison, or whether it be an offensive lineman. Maybe an offensive lineman does change the game like yeah. we know Trent Williams can and, and did and does now. I, I have a hard time whether or not it seems like a need. I, I want to take best player available, and I think that the best teams in the NFL are, are moving towards that. Uh, you know, it didn't really make sense for the, the Packers to take Jordan Love a couple years ago, and now he's – potentially proven to be your 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 franchise quarterback i mean yeah. there, there have been a lot of scenarios like that. i mean the, the jalen hurts pick didn't make a whole lot of sense with carson wentz having a pretty good season i mean there there are a lot of scenarios and yeah. yes you, you do need needs and there there are glaring needs like you mentioned but it's hard to, to pass up a, a potential superstar 
Yeah, yeah. And and we don't even have to hang on this too much longer because there's only so much we can do. There's really only so much we can do. It's the people that are going to have to be in there. But I want to do this. I want to propose to you a a, a scenario that hit my head. Uh, It it would address what will go on in the front office and then potentially address what goes on in the draft. Um, So I call this Operation Raid the Cave. Okay, we're Operation Raid the Cave. This is where you're going into Detroit and you are going to pick people out of there to be your uh, your GM and your head coach. Right. You can be your GM and head coach. So starting with the GM position, it'll be a guy by the name of Ray Agnew. Okay, Ray Agnew. He's worked his way up from the Rams scouting staff for 18 years. He's currently the assistant GM in uh, in Detroit, right? He's been there for three years or uh, three years. And before that, he was with the Ram as the director of pro person, uh, pro scouting, pro personnel, right? So he's, if you look at the past three years of the draft for the, for the Detroit lions, they have knocked it out of the park, knocked it out of the park. Aiden Hutchison, Sam Laporta, uh, Jameer Gibbs, you, you, you go down the list. They've really had strong drafts. Okay. Now you use Ray, to get your head coach. Now everybody gonna say Ben Johnson. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Aaron Glenn. Okay. Aaron Glenn. Aaron Glenn is is your defense, is your new head coach. He has played in the league for many years. He's played all over the league. These guys would respect him. And you gotta think, you know, he's he's done he's done fairly well with that defense. Yeah. Right. He's done fairly well with that defense. Uh, the secondary hasn't he hadn't had as many star players, but I mean, they just added a Brian Branch. Aiden Hutchinson has been absolutely explosive. Malcolm Rodriguez has been a dynamic player. So maybe you get that same type of fire from uh, a an Aaron Glenn led team that you get from the D'Amico Ryan's led team down in Houston. Uh, help work with these young players that you already have. Mm-hmm. And a Kendall Fuller and a St. Justin Forbes. I mean, hey, how good would it be for Emmanuel Forbes to learn the position from a guy who played the position? Sure. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Now, now you can keep the offensive side where it's at, and then, yeah. then you know, let them decide how they want to how they want to pick that position. Because if you if you just look at their draft over the past three years, the the, the Lions have done a damn good job making selections. Yeah, and it's finally coming together. Everybody's like, "Oh, it turned up overnight." No, this has been working. This has been something that they've been building, and you can see it uh, in the results right now. Having cleansed their division first time in thirty years. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I wasn't familiar with Ray Agnew, but the fact that you mentioned the Rams and now the Lions. I mean, the Rams went to a Super Bowl while I was there. I guess maybe the year after he left, they win the Super Bowl. So he he definitely played a part, some sort of part in in the roster they've built and continue to build there as they are kind of a surprising about to be potentially 10 win team so i love the ray agnew i like the idea it kind of reminds me of sean mcveigh but the other way around how sean mcveigh was a young offensive minded um head coach he then went and got wade phillips who was the veteran defensive coordinator in your scenario i imagine aaron glenn comes in as the young defensive coordinated defensive minded head coach uh potentially leaves eric Bieniemy, who is kind of the the you know veteran offensive guy it's kind of the flip-flop version of that so i i I do not hate that i think that i think that fans uh, i would say just kind of gauging twitter if that's a way to look at fans i don't know if that's everybody but a lot of people are kind of almost 
chiseling in an offensive minded head coach. And I don't yeah. know that I think you're right. I think they have to really look at all scenarios. I mentioned Mike McDonald, Aaron Glenn has, you know, Dan Quinn. I, I don't being in Atlanta. I don't know how much I would love that, but there are some defensive minded guys out there that could yeah. potentially be looked at to where I don't know for sure that it's going to be an offensive mind. Um, I like your plan. I, I, I certainly do. I still think I do lean towards the offensive side. And yeah. so, but, but if you're going to tell me I'm going to get a Lions coordinator, hey, sign me up for that. Whether it's Ben Johnson or Aaron Glenn, I think you could do way worse. And I agree, especially the Lions coming off. The, the Cowboys were averaging 40 points at home, and the Lions cut that in half last yeah. week. And they just, yeah. like you said, continue to get better. Those young guys continue to gel. And, and you're right, maybe they have a, something here that they can kind of put together. And I had tweeted about that. I said, I said, Commanders fans, pay attention to this game because you know y'all have a head coaching candidate. And I said it was Ben Johnson. And a lot of people were saying, well, we're not really impressed with with the offensive performance. But you mentioned the defensive performance. They they did their thing. They kept that game last close. couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. They and they four showed picks up the week before. Yeah, four picks the week before against Minnesota. So they have definitely made plays when they yep. need to. Yep. So I mean, hey. What better way to get somebody to come in and unleash the beast a little bit? Bring he probably gonna bring a couple of people. I will go ahead and see and you, you take this thing up. I gotta go see who are free agents in in Detroit. You know what I mean? Like I want to yeah. know who are upcoming free agents. Yeah, because there then, may be uh, somebody you could bring them over to. Here are a couple of names that I, I was going to throw out um, for the GM side of things that I've seen out there was Alec Hallaby, who enters his 16th year. I think this is his 16th year with the Eagles. I know people would hate to bring in a division rival, but I mean, you gotta you gotta tip your cap to what the Eagles have done recently. They basically tore it down and built it back up um, in the last five years and been to a couple Super Bowls with with a bunch of different players. And then a guy that that I saw on the sidelines talking to. Um, some of the the current front office members of the commanders, Adam mm. Peters from the 49ers. Those are a couple mm. names that I'm kind of keeping my eyes on. Just a Another. couple teams. Yeah, a couple teams that I feel like have done a great job, but have done it in a couple different ways. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so. For example, the Eagles, you know, they take a quarterback in the second round. They're able to kind of build up around it. The 49ers, don't forget, they took Trey Lance. They traded up for Trey Lance, thought they had their quarterback with a top three pick. They didn't. They yeah. end up luck. I'm not going to say lucky. They end up finding the diamond in the rough that's Brock Purdy. And then they kind of pivoted kind of how they're building things. But they have that terrific defense. I just think those are a couple uh, lions. I, I just want to get somebody from a, an organization that is doing it right and has a sustained history of doing it right. I don't want somebody that's just kind of popped up out of nowhere, uh, like you were saying, like some people are saying. But but I want somebody that's been on a couple different teams that have done it right and maybe done it a couple different ways. Yeah, and, and now they get to put their thumbprint on it, and they can they can build it out with knowing that there's been history that they've been around it. Uh, I mean, you're looking at these names. Okay, here here are some names that are uh, free agents for Detroit. Jonah yeah. Jack Jonah Jackson. He's guard, a guard. Right? Yep. Twenty. He's going to be 27 years old. Not old. Uh, not old at all. There's a tackle there. Matt Nelson, he's 28. Now, I don't know. I don't have their stats and how their PFF and, and their grades are right now, but uh, these are just a couple of names. Um, there is a Jalen Reeves Mabin, um, 20, he'll be 29. No, outside backer. He's okay. 29. Um, let's see. Keep moving on up there. Josh Reynolds, if you want to get uh, some size at receiver, you could yeah. consider that. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Yeah. He's only 26. Safety corner kind of plays everywhere you need him to. Yep. 
Yep. And there's a DN, Romeo uh, Aquara. He's going to be 29. And then Charles Harris is 29 as well. So, um, I mean, hey, there there are some players that you could see. Hey, maybe yeah. maybe he's able to 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 you know and not entice some people to join him if uh, if he makes his way down here to to DC. Yeah, look, I, I think that if you're you're heading to bet online, I think you could do worse than putting something down on either Aaron Glenn or Ben Johnson. Uh, you see a team like the Lions who have we know the history, we know the 0 and 16, and even two years ago they were what 0 10 and one before they won their first game, something like that. And th- they are building in a, a huge way. They're they're seeing payoffs from their rookies in year one, which is always huge to me. That that kind of lends itself back to like a guy like Ray Agnew, like you mentioned, when the front office is doing something right and it translates on the field immediately. I, I'm I'm very attracted to what they what they have going on there, and I think maybe Detroit doesn't get it done this year. You know, maybe doesn't make a run this year. I think there are some tough teams that might be a little bit better than them, but they are certainly on a path. And you you could do way worse than than kind of pulling from what they have going on. Yeah, I mean, hey, you want to go off of recent success, just like you said, and, and I mean, I'm I'm looking at at Coach Glenn's uh, resume. I mean, the guy's been, he's done everything. He's, he's been on the field, obviously. He's been in the front office. He's scouted. He's, he's coached, and he's now he's worked his way up to defensive coordinator. So, hey, let me know. Let us know on the Twitter. Let us know on the, on the uh, social spaces. Is, do you like this scenario? Would you like to have Aaron Glenn? I mean, you, if you go and read his bio on the Detroit Lions website, it talks about how he's gotten so much out of these young players, young rookies that have been instantly impactful on the field. That's been a miss in Washington as of late. Maybe Aaron Glenn can light some fire underneath these guys, get the most out of a Quan Martin, get the most out of Emmanuel Forbes, and 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 St. Juice. They're hell, they're young too, right? So let us know on the social spaces. I believe commanders on Twitter, IG, TikTok, and YouTube. What you got? I want to spring one quick thing on you. I know that we are the the commander show, and this is for believe in Chicago, believe in Bears. Uh, they locked up the first pick. Uh, obviously, they got that in the trade with the Panthers. Justin Fields has been playing really well. He did. Yeah. He played really well last year. He was banged up a little this year. They started rough, but man, he's got them right on the cusp of the playoffs. I don't know if they'll make it, but he's looked really good. If you're the GM of the Bears, take your commander's hat off for a second. But I, I think that this scenario, I think that the number one overall pick is going to play a huge part in what the commanders do. If Caleb Williams is gone, do they pivot to a left tackle? If uh, they take Marvin Harrison. Does that immediately do they run up there with Caleb Williams? If you're the Bears GM, what do you do? Maybe it goes hand in hand. What do you do with Justin Fields and what do you do with that first overall pick? The way that those fans were chanting that they wanted Justin Fields, the way that that team has responded over the last few weeks, I think you'd be a fool if you get rid of Justin Fields at this moment. I, I, I think that you got something cooking over there, and the way that he's been wheeling and dealing, he he's probably sitting there trying to find the biggest suitor, the best suitor that's going to give him exactly what he wants to move off of that number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. I don't see you sitting there. I think that you need to keep Justin Fields. I think he's been he's been balling, and you know if you want to <laughs> create some drama and, and stir up some mess, draft a quarterback. Yeah. Just just draft a quarterback because then if it's not instantly successful, you you go on, man. It, I, I, I like what he did last year. He can build on it with this one. It's kind of like in, in one of those game shows where you where a guy earlier in the game wins a car and then he has a chance to potentially put that on the line for a mm-hmm. car and a trip and a whatever. 
to me, this would be like giving up a really nice car that yeah. you know works, that you know is reliable. It would be getting greedy, like you said, to potentially take another quarterback when you got a guy in Justin Fields that you could potentially add a weapon, you could add a tackle for him, um, or like you said, get a ransom for picks. I'm the, in in that regard. I think if I'm the Bears, I trade that first pick. I think they kind of do uh, what they did last year and find a team that's willing to move up there to number one. It's kind of why I'm almost I've got Caleb Williams in the back of my mind for the Commanders because I don't think he's going to be there at two. I really yeah. don't. I think I think a team is going to move up there or the Bears are going to be dumb enough to not dumb enough, but you know they're going to decide <laughs> they want Caleb Williams over Justin Fields. I just think Caleb Williams, whoever the team is, is going to be the number one pick. But I do think the Bears, or if I were the Bears, I would trade back and 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 make some money off that. You know, I'm looking at the the the, the top picks right now. Arizona's sitting at four. I don't see them. I don't see why they wouldn't jump up to one to get Harrison. Right. Yeah. Right. Do that. Lock that up. You know, let somebody else cause some noise. Because um, when you go down this list, New England, New England needs a quarterback. They gonna take whoever's there. Um, I think I talked to Lake Lewis on one of the previous episodes. He was they probably they'd probably take Drake May, right? Just how things worked out. And how ironic would it be if they were to take Marvin Harrison Jr. After all those years of battling against uh, a senior, yeah. now you now you have son over there. Uh, the Giants just paid all that money to uh, to Daniel Jones. Um, Justin Herbert just got paid. Uh, Will Levis, you know, is looking okay in Tennessee as yeah. of late. I mean, that's way down at seven, uh, eight. You got, you know, what happens with the Jets? Are they going to get nosy? I mean, where did the so I, I'm I'm having trouble remembering, but it kind of felt like the Panthers kind of came out of nowhere to that number one spot. I wonder if it is a team like like the Jets or like a. Someone in the middle of the pack, maybe the Falcons or something like that, move up to number one. Just throwing that. I don't. I don't know. And being here mm -hmm. in Atlanta, but just it seemed like the Panthers kind of came out of nowhere last year, and I could definitely see one of those like 10, 11, 12 teams maybe trying to make a move up. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta's at nine, then Chicago's back again at ten. Vegas is at eleven. Vegas is at eleven, but I mean, I feel like Vegas would have to come off of so much um, to make them to make Carolina fall that far back. Yeah, that's what I think. He could fall down to four. Still know he can get a tackle for you know his for for his quarterback. Um, acquire some other draft capital. I mean, hey, there's gonna I'll be some wheeling and dealing this upcoming draft. It's gonna it's gonna be exciting. I tell you that much. I think so too. And I don't know if this would happen, but how would you feel? I, if I'm gonna say this much, folks. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in with us. Uh, once again, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram at Believe Commanders. Uh, let us know what you think about this scenario. I mean, go out there, raid the cave, get get Ray Agnew, get uh, get Aaron Glenn, like you were saying, get Ben Johnson, whoever it is from the Lions. Go get one of those guys. So for AAA, Anthony Armstrong, I'm Brian Murphy. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for checking us out all season long. And as the season comes to an end, don't forget that we're going to still be going. We're going to be right there. When and if a coaching change is made, when and if uh, you know a GM change is made. We will be there for every step of the way. Uh, hang with us. And thanks again for listening. And be good. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.